Hey there, and welcome to Hochma and Coffee, our new series together, uh, me and my brother Jonah, as we just journey through the book of Hebrews. Now, if you didn't listen to two episodes ago, I would encourage you to, as this is all building and continuing an argument together. Uh, but my brother came on to Everything Church Pro to help me along, especially when it comes to studying and doing these things. I didn't have enough time in the week to study for all the podcasts. And so he goes through and he writes out some observations, some notes. And so as we're journeying through uh, Hebrews, we're going to be discussing his notes and asking for his input on why he said this. And we'll just talk back and forth. And so this is much more informal, a little bit longer formed than our other Hochman coffee. But I do hope that it's enjoyable for you. I do hope that you uh, see more in the Word of God as you study with us. I know that our discussions have been fun, even for us, as we're de- debating things and discussing things. And so uh, we're going to read today in Hebrews 3, verses 7 and 8. And this is just the beginning of an argument. I want to tell you, we're jumping into what is known as a warning passage. There's five warning passages in Hebrews. And this is one of them. This is actually the second one in the book of Hebrews. And as we look at this warning passage, we're going to break it down bit by bit. And so we're not going to see the entire argument at once. But today we're just going to take the first two verses of the warning passage in verses 7 and 8. And so I'll read those. And then I'll uh, begin talking with Jonah about his thoughts and about what we can take away from this. And so verse 7 says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today... If ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation and the day of temptation in the wilderness. And so we're going to talk about these two verses here. And I'm looking at the notes and it seems like you you link us back that he's quoting from Psalm 95. And so what what what's some observations you see that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, just a quick note. Um If we were to go to Psalm 95, and you guys can turn there uh, at a later time or even as I speak, but in Psalm 95, verses 7 through 11, uh, this is exactly where this penman is uh, pulling from, where it says, The Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, and then to verse 8. I think it's interesting that this penman, or the author of Hebrews, he's giving the Holy Spirit credit for these words. Uh, complimenting the Second Peter one twenty one principle, where it says, "For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost." And so, uh, we don't know. There is no author given in Psalm ninety five, as many uh, psalms are. It might say a psalm of David or Asaph or whatever. This particular one doesn't have an author uh, that it ascribes to. And so this penman of Hebrews is saying, hey, we don't really necessarily need to know the man who penned these words. We know where they came from. They came from the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And so that's the beauty of this verse. We know that these are God's word, regardless of what holy man of God penned them. I love that. And the cool thing is, is it does reflect back on this book. And I know if you listen to our earlier podcasts about Hebrews, you'll know that we don't know who wrote Hebrews the same way they didn't know who wrote that specific Psalm, Psalm 95. And I think the same thing that this penman does, we should do to the book of Hebrews. 
It was the Holy Spirit. We give credit to the Holy Spirit for all these things that we're reading. But it shouldn't just be these books like you were saying. Yeah. The Bible says that all scripture in, in Timothy is given by inspiration. Sure. Every word is important. Every single word is important. And so, friend, make sure you realize every word, every, every, I'm going to say it so many times, but every word's important. If people are messing with words, taking words out, putting words in, we need to be concerned about that because every word is equally inspired by God, okay? And so we've seen here, he says, the Holy Ghost saith, and, and he continues on in the verse, today, if you will hear his voice. What an interesting statement. Yeah. Man. And so I love that first word, if. Mm -hmm. If. I mean, that shows us that the Holy Ghost can be speaking, but we can ignore him. We can yeah. reject him. Or I guess in, in Acts, what does Peter say? He says, resist yeah. him. You know, mm -hmm. we can resist the Holy Spirit. And so you have some applications here. What are some things that you see just from this section of verse seven? When the Holy Spirit, which is God, the, uh, the third person of God, and don't even get me started on Trinity. It's, I don't understand it all. I just believe it because the Bible says it. Um, and honestly, I hope that's where you are in your Christian walk. There are things that are so much higher than our brains can comprehend. But if God has said it, we've got to believe it. And so uh, we know that the Holy Spirit said these things. And whenever the Holy Spirit is speaking through the word, are you listening? Or are you saying, I don't want to listen to that. I'm not going to do that. I've been there, unfortunately, in my life where I've heard and I've had that conviction or the prompting. And it's not a good thing. And we're, this is a warning passage. And this penman, the Holy Spirit is saying, if you will, if you will, you have a choice. If you hear his voice, yeah, you need to act upon it. And it's funny because I think Jesus kind of says something similar often. Yes. He that hath ears to hear, mm -hmm. let him hear. I mean, everyone's there. They're hearing the words he's saying. But he says, some of you don't have ears to hear. And I think this is so good for all of us when it comes to whether we're listening to podcasts, whether we're listening to, and I think more primarily, preaching or re reading our Bible. Yeah. Both of these things we have to have ears to hear. And so if we go to church and we feel like God's not speaking to us and the pastor is preaching from the word, maybe your pastor's not the greatest homiletician or whatever, but the truth is if God's word is being preached, God is speaking and we can hear him speaking through the word. And so maybe when we come to church, we should ask ourselves, are we hearing his voice? Not, not because of the pastor, but because us, like we are intentionally listening for the voice of God in the word. And so that's a great admonition today. If ye will hear his voice, do we listen when he's speaking? And then we get on to verse number eight. It says, if you'll hear his voice, don't do this next thing. It says, don't harden your hearts. Interesting phrase. What's your take on it? It says, harden not your hearts. And that word harden literally means it's, it's dried up. It is stiff. It is hard. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I read this verse, especially if you continue this verse, it says, as in the, uh, as in the provocation, the day of the temptation, or as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, time and time again in the Old Testament, God refers to the Israelites as a stiff-necked people. 
and here, right here, the Holy Spirit is saying, don't be like that. Don't harden your hearts uh, time and time again. We see the importance of the heart. Actually, I think it was last year when my church did 66 books in 66 days, and I was just getting the big picture of the Bible. I started seeing a, a trend throughout the Old Testament of how important our heart is. And so, yes, we do need to guard our heart. We, we The Bible says, break up your fallow ground. I, I uh, just last year was uh, trying to prepare the ground in my backyard to plant some grass seed. Yes. And that is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a bunch of stones we had to get out. It was as hard as rock the dirt was. I mean, we, we rented a rototiller thing that was extremely heavy. And long story short, after I was done, I sat down in my living room floor or on my living room floor and I sat there for like five minutes and I couldn't get up. And when I tried to get up, my legs were cramping and I just sat back down and I said, I need some water. I, I couldn't move. It was hard work to break up that ground. And in the New Testament, Jesus likens our heart as to different types of soil and it is important that we don't have that hard heart. This is what uh, the Holy Spirit is saying right here. Harden not your hearts uh, because it is so important. When the word of God or the seed is thrown out and it, he's talking to you, it, you're going to respond in a certain way. And it usually depends on how the yeah, condition of your heart is. It's so true. And I remember back as kids when we were trying to get that garden started mm -hmm. in the backyard For with sure. dad. And he got that little red rototiller thing and... I did not like the backyard ground or no. pulling weeds in hard ground is not fun. Doing anything mm. in hard ground is not fun. And hard ground doesn't produce the fruit that you want. And the same thing is true of our hearts. You know, we've got to be intentional, like you were saying. We've yeah. got to make sure our hearts are soft. And this just came to my uh, mind as well. This is the Holy Spirit is actually giving us preventative maintenance. It's mm. saying harden not your heart. Yeah. It's so much easier to allow your heart not to get hardened than to have a hard heart and try to break up that ground. Yeah. Um, and, and the truth is, it says harden not your hearts, and, and it's putting the ball in our court. Yes. You know, sometimes you'll blame God for this or blame society. But God says, no, it's you. You need to make sure that you don't harden your hearts. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know we can look at Pharaoh. You know, God was doing these things, wanting Pharaoh to soften. Yet yeah. he kept hardening himself and hardening himself and hardening himself to where then God just, yeah, I'm going to help you along with it. And I'll help harden your heart yeah. if you're going to keep this direction. And For so sure. we've got to make sure that we do what the Bible says in Proverbs is to keep our heart with all diligence for out of it. Basically, your life flows, the issues of life, the flowing of your life comes from your heart. And it says, don't harden your hearts like they did in the provocation. We were talking about this before we recorded. Like, what, what, what is it talking about with provocation? And I think we settled on God took those 40 years and he labeled them basically as a time when Israel was provoking him, was irritating him, was making him punish them when he didn't want to, basically. It was their acts and their continual... I, I'm right here, we're just going to leave it at hardness of heart. Later on, we'll see there's more reasons. But it was their hardness of heart that led God to have to do things that he wishes... And I, I, I don't want to say this lightly, that God wanted to, to let them be in the land. But because of their hardness, they had to have 40 years of wandering and 40 years of different punishments and chastisements because their hearts 
were hard. And he's saying, don't let your heart get hard like that. Don't let it. And so I, I think this is a great, great stomping point for today. But friend, I love it. Our heart is so important. And if your heart has grown hard, I'm going to tell you there's hope because you're listening to this, first of all, and that shows that there is some softness, that you're interested in the things of God, that you're not all lost. Somebody with a completely hard heart doesn't crave anything from God, and so there's some, there's some softness there. But for you, what you need to do is ask God to help you as you get into your own heart and you are intentional in breaking up that hard heart, intentional in listening more closely to the word, intentional in putting God's word into practice as you read and as you hear it, that will help break your hardness of heart. Uh, But I guess we can end with this, actually. Friend, if you're listening to this and you feel your heart is hard and you've never been saved, that no amount of what I just said will help you. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel that God can take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And it's not going to be by you doing all these different things. You've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to be saved. And when you're saved, he'll take that hard heart and give you a new heart and make you a new creature. And so if you're not saved, friend, realize this, you're a sinner. Just like us, all humans were not what God created us to be. But the good news is this. Jesus died to take that sin away and to give us new life, put us in a new kingdom with a new destination. And he says, believe that he died for your sin, was buried and rose again, and thou shalt be saved. And so friend, I do encourage you if you're not saved to get saved, but if you're here listening, make sure you keep your heart soft. Thanks again, Brother Jonah, for being with us. And well, I guess we'll see you all next week. Stay faithful, keep going, keep your heart soft soft.